You're listening to the Exchange Place Podcast. Welcome to another episode of The Exchange, where our hearts, souls, and ears come together for reciprocity and transformation. I am your host, Deborah Faith, and when we get together, we explore topics that help us to better understand ourselves and one another. The Exchange is my personal invitation for you to take inventory of your life. This is our space to be free, vulnerable, transparent. So live in it, learn from it, invite others to it, and most of all, protect it. Take care of it and it will take care of you. new to the exchange place y'all she's not really new well you kind of you new to the audience you're not new to me at all and you are so supportive with the exchange place of sharing and all of that and i just thought you'd be a great ad on here so i just want to welcome y'all atia hunter to the show how i came to know you a little bit. How? Um, I actually met you through Amber. Yes. Yeah. Amber, shout out to Amber, the juice girl. Yes. Y'all know the juice. Everybody knows who she is, right? She's always on the show. But we met, and I just loved you from the door, if I'm honest. Oh, thank you. And I'm going to tell you why. You'll always know that I loved you from the door. You ordered something for me. I came to your house. You came to my house. <laughs> yes. You knew that. Because people who come to your house, that means you only like them. Yeah. And you let them come to where you live. That Listen, says a lot. See, I don't I don't play my house thing. Okay. So for Amber, Amber's like, wait, Atia came to pick up something from your house? I was like, yeah, I like like I like her. I trust her. I don't know about, you know what I'm saying? I was like, I don't know oh, what it is about her, you. but I love her. So I thought it would be nice for you to come once to the show. Um, we actually have a lot in common. Mm-hmm. Um, you are a woman of God. Yes, holy. Yes, you are. You are entrepreneur. Yes, cereal. A cereal child. She's a y'all. She got so many businesses. A lot. I, I, I start to lose count. Can you can you just tell the audience a little bit about so, what you do? Um, I have a business called Future Images, which I connect um, young talent to entertainment opportunities. I also have a swimwear um, line, which is Future Images Swimwear. Sexy comes in all sizes. Okay. Some of that. Um, yes, I have one for you if you like. Yes. Also, um, RLM Cleaning Services, which was um, given to me by my grandfather. Oh, that's so dope. it's a family business that you know um, me and my cousin we take over. Yeah. And last but not least, uh, Future Caribbean Vacations, which I am a travel agent as well. Girl, you do everything. You gonna plan my vacation and get me a bathing suit? All of that. Oh, and, 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 um, and help your child uh, get on television. I, I wish they wanted to. I know. They know. They they're not, so cute. And they're not set up like that. I know because yes. I want their mother to stop working. <laughs> 
But you could also do television as well. I would love. You know what's funny is I would love to do television. Oh, I can show you how. Yeah. Yes. See, yes. see, y'all. See the exchange place is coming to <laughs> a network. It's coming. A network near mm-hmm. you. <laughs> but I am working on a new business as well. But that's you want to you want to tell us about it here. I mean, I'll give you a little snippet. Give me a little snippet. So you know, um, I'm also going to open up a school called Future Images School of the Arts. I love so that for I'm, you. I'm looking to do that as well. But I'm also going to after I open that up, I'm going to put Future Images model and talent to bed. Yeah, really? Yes. So it'll be like kind of the extension or the yes. next level. Well, to it'll that. be everything into one. Okay. Because it'll be like your one stop shop. So now you're working. I can really work with you to work towards what you need okay and then just ready to sing you can out. you sign me up early i mean I <laughs> it'll be great to also have a podcast learning section listen 101 i so and, and this is probably too much for the guests to, to even know but that's one of the things a i released my ebook yes. um, in march yes. um to help people know what i th- know what i had to learn over the <laughs> last year um but learn know that up front but i would love to teach podcasting yes. i have a i have a heart for podcasting. I'm a podcaster who loves podcasting. And you do it well. Thank you. You do it very well. I talk a lot. But you know what? It's not in a bad way. It's not. Yeah. I, I learned that the thing, the one thing that people used to pick with me about, and I actually used to feel, for the listeners who are listening, I used to feel super insecure about this. Why? Because people used to tell me I talk too much. But you have something to talk about. That's the difference. See, yeah, but as a child and growing up, most of the time, the very thing that you're probably good at, people take it and kind of corrupt mm-hmm. it. So I, I was always very mindful about how much I talk to people, especially men. Mm. Oh, my God. They'd be like, oh, you girl, you could go. <laughs> and don't let me get comfortable. Cause well, I'm, I'm like, just letting you know right yeah. now what you can handle in this relationship. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm a talker. I love I love conversation. I'm actually, what, what do they call it? Uh, sapiosexual. Oh, my God. So, like, conversation to what turns me you on. on. Like, I just feel like... <laughs> Oh, did you hear what he said? (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God. So all all the men that are out there that can hold a very good conversation, I'm like. That's the way to your heart. The way to my heart. What? My heart, my ears, everything. You just have me wrapped in. Oh, my God. So one of the things we have in common um, is that we both lost our dad. Yes. And we had an interesting conversation, and I thought we'd come on and talk about this. Yes, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Um, So I always say that. The exchange place exists a lot because of my dad, if I'm honest. Um, In watching, my dad died of cancer. Mm -hmm. Um, I had 18 months with him. Wow. And in me watching him and knowing him in those 18 months, because I think there was a huge um, difference in knowing him prior Mm. as a parent and then getting to know him as a person right, in those right. 18 months, that literally changed the trajectory wow. of my life. And it created this space, honestly, mm. um, along with other things. But his death literally gave me life. And wow. I know sometimes people probably don't understand yes, that yes. quite. It's like I really... It was like watching myself die. Mm, and like a and piece of you. A piece of me, but also in me and my dad were very similar mm. on how we lived life. We 
care about everybody else so much that I think in that we lose ourselves. Right, right. And I, of course, when my boys, I lost me. Wow. My focus, I changed everything that I did when once I had my, my kids. Like, I mean, everything. Right. The things that I love went out the door, if I'm honest. And I know there's a lot of women who, who will listen to this who can 100% relate. There was just something about having, A, I never thought I was going to have kids. Right. I lost my oldest son. Oh, wow. So when I had my, my oldest son that's living, there was just something in me was just like, I'm not going to allow my mother to raise my right. my, my child. Um, I wanted to be there. I wanted to have, you know, the, the, the fairy tale yes, that everybody yes. thinks of and all of that. But in that, I literally, I lost me. Wow. Like, me kind of got put up on the shelf and was like, did you feel like you have to, like, find yourself all over again? I just am finding myself, mm. if I'm honest. Okay. I think from—I lost my dad. I was almost 40 when I lost mm. my dad. Um, just said, I'm almost 40. Yeah. <laughs> I was almost 40 when I lost my dad, and— it just gave me when I say like I I watched myself die. I watched him in that place kind of talk about all the things he thought he would have time right, for. Right. And time, I always say this, time looks very different mm-hmm. when you know you don't have much of it. Exactly. Left. Right. So like all the things that he dreamed of, like, oh, I'm going to be able to go fishing. Oh, I'm going to. And it was not minimal things, but things that were important to yes. him. Right. All those things he never got to do because then he was sick. And it just, it gave, it, it, somewhere in there, it turned on his light and it was like, you know what? You are living your life solely for mm. your children, right? And though I would not take back some of those things that I gave him, I was like, dang, there's so much stuff yes. I want to do yes. that I've kind of put off with this kind of thought process yes. of that I would get the chance and opportunity. Right. And losing my dad was like, everybody doesn't get that opportunity to do that. And even to have that time and to know like 18 months he's going to pass, but to spend it with him. Yeah. Like, that's amazing. It was just, it was the worst time yet the best, best time. time, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. And it birthed something in me mm-hmm. that, again, that people get to listen to weekly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that I love so much that it's changed even where I am career-wise, right. right? It's made me, like, look at, hey, stuff. I was chasing money a lot of my life to be able to provide. Right. And, again, the right. focus was, you know, like like most people, yeah. right? We're, we're chasing that, that thing. But I forgot about the things that I really love and the things that matter mm-hmm. that money literally can't buy. And you can't take it with you. No. Mm-mm. And it's not for you to no. take with you. That's the thing. Like, right. That's the great thing about, and I want you to speak to that, too, was, like, creating stuff that I know the exchange. There'll be one day that I'm no longer here, but it's something that I left. Like, I feel like I really want to die empty. Yes, And leave something that will always be able to speak to people. Yes. And every week when I leave here, I have that feeling, like— because you are speaking to people. Yeah, mm-hmm. that I'm like, I'm doing something for somebody that I may never meet, never see. Um, and it's impactful. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's keeping them going. So where impact and influence, like, it topped yes. income. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, of course I want to make money. Everybody, yeah, we need course. money to live. Yeah. Right? But, like, in a place where I'm just like... 
dang, I just want to be able to really say that I had impact in this world and change. And feeding people's soul is very impactful. Because words are important. And words speak life into people. I know. And you do that so well. Thank you. (laughs) And you do it amazingly. (laughs) So let's let's talk about you. I'm guessing your experience of of losing your dad and where that's left you. Yes. Well, in my experience, mine was totally different from yours. Mm -hmm. Mine was sudden. You know, my dad, my dad died from a massive heart attack. So, you know, he literally was here one day mm. and gone the next. Wow. And, you know, it has not even been a year since he's been, you know, gone in August. It'll be a year. But mm-hmm. it, it, it I went through like a short stage of depression. I still have triggers. I'm still emotional. Things still. Yeah. But I'm working through it. But what it did for me was it helped me to live for today. Because tomorrow's not promised. And if I don't, if a lot of times we want to do the right things, we want to save money, we want to do this, we want to do that. But are those things really important if we're not here tomorrow? Mm. You know, and it helped me want to leave a legacy. So I don't have all these businesses just to say, I want to be an entrepreneur. I have these businesses because I want to leave some type of legacy. God forbid something happens to me. My kids have a choice to what? they want to do or mm-hmm. how they want to carry on our last name. So I feel like, you know, the loss stirred up stuff in me that I don't know how to quite explain it, but it gives me a drive. Yeah. Yeah. That's and it. Yes. It gives me a drive. And when I can't put my emotion into words, mm-hmm. I pray or I'll call me crazy. Sometimes I talk to his picture like, you no, know, I, you know, I'm like, oh, your kids is crazy. <laughs> Oh, I don't know what you left here or come get your wife, you know, but those things help me because I'm not speaking to him as if he is a lost soul, yeah. you know, and I take solace in the fact that my father was a God fearing man. Yeah. So he talked about all the time. If something happened to me, he knew where he went. So I take solace in the fact that I know where he is yeah. and I know that you're with the father. So if, I love that. Yes. Yes. I, lo- I love the reality of that because I think so often, especially in death, right? He talked about, I, I have this life size picture of my dad just about in my house from his funeral that I often talk to. Mm. Um, Sundays are really hard days for me. Sundays was our family day. And it took me a long time to, like, get out of bed on Sunday mm-hmm. because Sundays were church day. Yes. You know, me and the boys are going mm-hmm. to church. And afterwards, we go to my parents' yeah. house, right? And my dad's cooking and we're going to lay on the couch and yes, watch football yes. and all of this. And you don't really, I don't think people really realize, I don't think I appreciated yes. the value, the value mm-hmm. of my father and the, the, the just stability right. that he held in the family until he was gone. Mm-hmm. I don't, if you would have asked me, and I always say this, if you would have ever asked me, and this is no, nothing to my mom. I love my mom, right? But if you would have ever asked me if my dad died first, what impact it would have had, wow. I would have never thought it would have changed. It it literally changed our family right. structure. Mm-hmm. The whole dynamic. The whole dynamic. Mm-hmm. It, like, shook something but up. But you know what, too? You never realize, even as a grown woman, mm-hmm. how much you need your daddy. Or how much, you know, having your father in your life impacts you as a woman. Because wow. it's still that little girl in you that, like, that's my dad. Or, hey, daddy. Or, you go, you know, like, those conversations are so 
important. And those words, daddy, yeah. is so important. Like, you know, it holds a special place in your heart. Yeah. You know? And I know even for me, like, I didn't have closure. I didn't go to my dad's funeral. And sometimes it plays on my mind like you didn't say goodbye, but mm-hmm. I did because I chose to remember my father in the way that I remember him, not with him being laid out, yeah. you know, lifeless. Like that to me, that was just, that just I, I can't handle, I couldn't handle it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I definitely, I, I understand. Mm-hmm. I think I understand that because I think it's hard. I, I know for me, even going to my sister's funeral was something that played in my mm-hmm. head. Of course, I was a child, so mm-hmm. it was a lot different. Why I wish I had the option not to go, to not. Right. See her in that manner. Um, when my dad, my dad's funeral, I don't think I was present. But you weren't fully there. I wasn't fully there because I was fully in. Um, I was fully in his mode. Mm-hmm. I was fully in the mode that I kind of go to initially when someone dies. And again, y'all, we talked about this yes. a thousand <laughs> times with, you know, I'm still going through therapy. And yes. I still, you know, grief is not something, though people like to say and mm-hmm. put a time limit on it. It is not something you can time. You still have triggers. I still have mm-hmm. moments. I mm-hmm. still have days. I yes. still have places that I will like yes. literally break down. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I think because I, I had the 18 months yes. with my dad, um, I, I was very aware of he was leaving here right. um, at the very end. Like I was not in a, you know, a, I know that we say and I believe in the Lord. We, you know, God answers prayers. Yes. I feel like that was his his answer to his prayer because I, I watched my dad suffer. suffer. Um, so that for me was an answer to my prayer of just like I wanted him to have um, peace and I wanted to see him in, a, in yes. a better place. So I think before the funeral or even I was like planning the funeral, writing obituaries, I was so in a go mindset right. that I wasn't really it was like who got to get paid and right. got to get done. But when you think about when you suffer a loss, right, you never get to really ex- just and I'm not going to say experience it, but fully take it on yeah. until a few weeks because people are there, right? So you don't get to really feel it. People yeah. are knocking at your door. People are calling. People are here. People trying are there to help. trying sure. to help. But it's in those moments of silence when that month may pass and yeah. those people start dying off and it gets quiet. And then it's that, oh, like you start feeling it. And then that's the, the trigger and the emotion that you have to deal with. And that is hard. That yeah. was hard for me, yeah. you know, when it got quiet. Do you think you feel like you made the best decision not for you to for not me, go yes. to his funeral? For me, yes. Yeah. And, you know, nobody couldn't pressure me to go. I, I, do, I could just, not do it. It just wasn't. It was not yeah. in me. It was it was no way I was going to get on a plane. It, like, it was too much, you know, because it wasn't like he was in New Jersey. Yeah. So those steps to get there, those steps to get on a plane, those steps to hold it together on the plane, the steps to get in the Uber to get to my parents, it wasn't going to happen. I got you. It wasn't going to happen. That's how I used to feel about the going to the cemetery. Mm. I literally, I've, I've, of course, I've been to people who are very close to yes. me, their um, burials. Um, I try, that's one thing I like, I'll go to somebody's funeral. They're like, oh, you going to the, no, I won't, yeah, I will not see you either. there. 
But I had never returned after. You know how people like yes. go visit. Yes. And um, the first time I had stepped foot in a cemetery was two years ago. Wow. Was it two? Yeah. It's 22. Yeah. Two years ago, um, I had another close friend of mine die um, that I had never, I had never gone to his funeral. So in my head, he was just never gone. Right. I had I been playing that trick. That's it. Yeah. I actually do play that trick because in my mind, my dad is not gone. That's why I asked you that mm-hmm. question. He's still here yeah. in my mind, which is not healthy. Right. But when I go visit my mom, I can't go to the bathroom upstairs I won't stay at the house. I'll stay in the hotel because it's too hard. You know, I'm used to my dad coming to the door. Hey, da, yeah. da, you know, let's, let's not go too depth because I'll get emotional. Yeah. But, you know, it's just certain things I can't handle. And I'm a strong person. Yeah. But I think that, that mm-hmm. those things are OK. Those are things that we don't talk right. about with, with grief. Right. Right. Because people don't want to feel like, hey, I'm crazy right. or hey, I feel whatever. Like, I, I think I mentioned this on another show. When my sister first first died and, like, my household went back to normal, I used to—and I was 12, y'all. Wow. I used to, you know, I used to play tricks with myself. If I was downstairs, I'd be like, my sister's upstairs, right, like, right, in right. my head, like, right. mentally, right? Or if I was, like, going to the store, I'd be like, oh, she's going to be there when I get back. Like, wow. I used to play these games with myself. And no different than my friend, he was from Jersey, but he had moved away, so he was more South Jersey. Right. So I didn't get to see him a lot. So in my, I knew that he was gone, but I always kind of, I don't know, measured somehow that, oh, well, he's not close to me in proximity, right. so I don't see him. Right. Like, I think for people, too, they'll probably say, like, oh, they're crazy. <laughs> it's no, not that we're crazy, yeah. but I feel like you have to deal with things the way that it, 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 it fits you. It fits you. Because no one, there's no... No direction say, oh, when you grieve, this is what. No, those directions go out the window. You have to get through each day. You have to get through, you know, anything is a trigger. A song, driving down the street, eating ice cream. Um, You know, my dad played instruments. He played the saxophone, soprano, alto, tenor. He plays the guitar. So sometimes if I hear music where I could depict that that bass, I'd be like, click. Yeah. Because it stirs up something in me. So I just feel like those are emotions that have to be worked through, especially in this short period of time for me. Because, yeah. I mean, I do walk like it's been years. But yeah. mm, it hasn't. I, I and I, I don't I don't think people will think that we're crazy. I would I would say more people who have lost people mm-hmm. could if relate. they're honest about it. And I, I think again the exchange kind of gives you the space to say mm-hmm. what you probably would not say. Right. Um but I think more people feel like that than they say because right. they don't want to appear crazy. Right. Um for me. It took me 14 years for me to face that my friend wow. who I was close to was gone. And it was out of the blue. It wasn't something I was looking to face. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine about him. And he, he it, it like it like stirred something up. And it made me look. I had always kept a picture of not him. There was a guy that my brother had sent me years ago, like, oh my God, doesn't this guy look wow. like Jake? And I had it in my phone from year. it's probably like seven, eight years ago, and I won't delete it. Every phone, I make sure that it's there, and I'm just like, and I looked at the picture, and I'm just like, why do I have this picture of this stranger? Because this is not him, but he looks right, like him right. in my phone. And I 
lost it. Like, I, it, like, hit me. I hadn't gone to his funeral. It hit me. He was no longer here. It, like, we used to have, he had a, he was in the army for a while. He had a ring that me and him used to exchange. So when he would, like, come home, I would, like, keep the ring. And then when he was going away, I would give him the ring back or whatever. I was, like, I couldn't remember if I had the ring or not had the ring. I was, like, looking through boxes, looking for pictures. I was, like, you would have thought he died that day. So much so that me and his cousin, who he was extremely close to, they were more like brothers, me and him hadn't talked in years. I'm, like, I'm looking him up on um, Facebook because I had to get in touch with him. I'm, like, where's he buried? I had like a full blown. This is fourteen years later. Wow! That you just when you don't deal with stuff, it comes up. Whether That's you fresh. Know. It's just like mm-hmm. I was like, I, I have to go. That's the first time I ever went to the cemetery. Wow! Because there was something I just felt like I didn't go to his funeral. I just really needed to be there. I have yet to even be. I haven't been to my sister's grave, my wow. father's grave, nobody's grave. But I went to his grave, and it's it's funny. It's not funny, but um, I always say the irony of God, or like where his his grave is, my dad's is up mm. from it. I just have never gone right, there. Right. Nope. I go if I go. But that's visit. a part of grieving. It's yeah. when you're ready when to you're ready. deal. When you're ready to deal with that particular person, that particular yeah. emotion. You know, there's no there's no directions. Yeah. And I think that that's okay. It's fine. It's fine. It's 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 okay, first of all, not to be okay. Right. It's okay to have days. It's okay to have moments. It is okay to, like, I heard someone say this, that love is the exact exchange of grief. So the way that you mm. love someone is also the way you grieve them. Wow. And I was like, I had to sit on that because right, I was just right. like, when you think about yes. that. How much you love people, mm-hmm. right? And then that level of love is, yes. is exchanged for that level of grief. So right. it's like, it's not crazy. Mm-hmm. We have to allow ourselves to have those moments, not get stuck in those moments. Yes. Like, I know you mentioned depression. Um, and I think depression also comes when we're not kind of saying yes. and allowing ourselves to kind of grieve. We're taking on this strong mm-hmm. thing. This face. And this face. Yes. And that's so dangerous. And I, I've lived in that so long that I'm just always, I'm very mindful, even in this day and when I go through stuff of just like, not trying to appear strong. Right, right. Um, when in moments when I'm not, like I'm just like, yeah, I'm not. Like last, you'd be like, how was last week? It it wasn't good. You asked me, I was like, yeah, well, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. It wasn't no, good. It which wasn't is good. honest though. It wasn't good. Yeah. yeah. Where normally I would have been like, no, I'm good. But you have to be honest with yourself. Yeah. Because if you're not honest, it's a facade, yeah. and then that's more work you have to deal with. Yeah. Like, who wants more work? I don't. Emotionally. Look, I don't. I, look, this, this this exchange is part of my therapy. <laughs> no, and it's great therapy. It's, it's it important. But yeah. it's important to exchange because sometimes that's how you can connect. Yeah. Like, I'm connecting with you, but I'm also connecting on a, another level. Because even as we're sitting here, like, we're talking, but I can tell we're fighting back some tears. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and just, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard, but that's okay. Yeah. I know that, I, I especially around this time, I really... 
In hard times, I think I miss my dad mm-hmm. more because you said something earlier. Like, I don't think there is an age limit on needing your dad yes. um, and wanting your dad. And for me, my dad was my parent. And right. people are always like, what does that mean? I We all got our— Because you got a go-to parent. You got a go-to yeah. parent. You call it favorites. You call yeah. it whatever. But people have—you connect closer with yes, certain pa- parents, maybe in different seasons mm-hmm. of your life or just in general. It's true. My dad— understood me in a different way. Right, right. (laughs) I'll say that. Like, again, we were very similar, so I'm sure that he, there was stuff that he saw in me. And he saw himself. That he saw in himself Mm -hmm. and just could relate to. But I also felt like my dad always gave me space to kind of not be strong. Mm. So... And even when he, even when I think I thought I was being strong, he still gave me room to like know that right. he had it, like, and he would take care of it. And with losing him, I don't have that person necessarily to do that in a male role. Right. Okay. Do you know what I'm yes. saying? Like, I don't. Um, my brother, who's here, love him to death, but he's very much like, girl, you got it. <laughs> you're strong. You tough. You know what I mean? And and that's great kind of cheerleader stuff, but right. it's not always it's what's... It's on the deeper level. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. even strong people, again, check on your... Y'all check, check on, on your, your strong, strong friends. friends. <laughs> I just, I'm starting to despise the word strong. Yes. Um... Because I know what it's done to me. Yes, it, it does a lot it, to your to your mental. Because it makes you feel like you you can't have an emotion. Life goes on. You you got to get it together. You got to get it together for your kids, for your husband, for your boy, whatever it for is. Everybody. But no, you can't. You have to work it out for yourself. Yeah. Because if you, I'm strong. I'm good. You're gonna have a nervous breakdown. At I any moment, I don't have one. I think I had a couple, but I, I wasn't. I wasn't. <laughs> and you can. I, I'm just being honest. I'm serious. But it's okay. It's a lot of weight to carry to handle. Um, when you don't deal with your emotion, you kind of project that on other people, and that's Talk not cool. About that. Talk no, about it's that. not. It's not cool because. If you have so much to build up, you you're carrying this facade, you're carrying this face, you know. It's just like I'm putting my issues on you because yeah. I'm going off for no reason. I'm nasty. I got an attitude, but Been I there. need to work on myself. Yeah. I need to get it together. It has nothing to do with you, but I'm projecting that on you. Yeah. And that's not cool. So I, I don't like that. Yeah. It's exhausting. I and I don't that, like that excuse. Sorry to cut you off. But, no. you know, people say, you know, I'm sorry. This is just the way I am. Oh, God. No, get your life. <laughs> Tell them again. Get your life. <laughs> That's not the way you are. Deal with your stuff. Yeah. And then come back. I don't think, I think people don't deal with their stuff mm-hmm. because it's hard. Mm-hmm. And I know that's probably, like, the simple thing to say, but, like, it's really hard to deal with you stuff. Mm -hmm. It is so much easier to fix somebody else. It is so much easier to tell somebody else what to do. It is is hard. The hard—one of the hardest things that I've ever done in life, and I will always say that, is, like, look me in the face. And it is not something that I've only done once. I continue to do. Mm. The more I grow, I'm like, you know what? This ain't everybody else's fault. This is your fault. Mm -hmm. This is your pattern. This Mm -hmm. is what you do, 
You know what I'm saying? You you have to fix. There's something in you that mm-hmm. you have to fix. That's how I talk to me. I just be like, you got to get it together. But if everyone talks to themselves like that, we'll have a better world. We'll have a better world. <laughs> yeah, we would. Because they'll be able to check themselves. Because yeah. we have to be able to check ourselves and say, girl, that you was wrong. Yeah. Girl, that ain't right. That ain't girl, right. go apologize. Yeah. Oh, girl, go. Come back. Tomorrow's a new day. <laughs> try again. Talk that, to your friend. I'm like, Talk try to again your sister. tomorrow. Yeah. Try again so, tomorrow. Yeah, try again. I'm going to do better tomorrow. But don't carry and linger on yeah. that that heaviness yeah. when it's not anyone else's issues but yours. Yeah. Deal with your grief. And grief, that's the thing. Like, grief is, is, is losing people, but it's also losing things yes. that people grieve. And I don't know. I don't know that often we talk too much about that. But even the, the job you thought you wanted mm-hmm. or was going to be the job you your mm-hmm. life, people grieve, mm-hmm. or the, you know what I mean? Uh, the relationship that you thought was going to be yes. that picture perfect, you know, we go into the church and going to get that's married, true. it didn't happen. And it don't work out, but I think that's dependency. Out. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. Yeah. I don't have any, thank God, I definitely don't have any regret in those areas of like, Anything when I look back, ooh, I'd be like, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, God. And not again, this is not a stab at anybody that I've ever dated. Right. Because I do think that we learn or should be learning something from every relationship. Yes. But there's some relationships that I wanted. Child. Wow. I know God was up there like, fool, is you crazy? I mean, even, you know, when I was younger, it's so funny because recently a, a friend of mine called me about um, somebody I dated. I mean, like long time ago, I probably was like 18, 19 years old. And it was, you know, telling me about like where that person is. And I was just like, oh, my God. Thank you, God. Because you don't realize you what you're. Y- yes. I mean, like. <laughs> But you don't realize kind of what you're asking for in those periods of time. You know, with those type of relationships, you ever watch that movie Shallow How? Yes. Yes. So it's like you have your Shallow How blinders on until they're taken off and you're just like, what in the world? Shallow. (laughs) Lord, deliver me. I was a shallow, 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 shallow. Oh, I was bad. Oh, I was bad. I was bad. I was a very visual person back then. Mm. Or just what I thought something should look like. Not just what a man looked like, but just like, just overall, like, the picture. The picture of what things would look like. I just, I was shallow. Well, thank God for life, because Uh, every part of life. It's an experience. It, it, mm-hmm. it beat me up, but it, it, it <laughs> that's, taught me it, That's the worst, the beat up part. It gave me the beat down, <laughs> but it taught me so many good lessons that going forward, of even how to select, even yes. friends. Yes. Even mm-hmm. friends, like down to like, people like you very particular about, I absolutely am yeah. particular about me and you should be yes, particular about you. The Bible said guard your heart. Yes. Okay. Yes. Guard your heart about people you let in. Yes. Yes. And people don't, I don't think people think about that a lot, mm-hmm. but y'all, y'all make sure y'all think about it. <laughs> y'all listen. Yes. So have you, have you gone through Therapy? Yes, I have okay. gone through therapy, still in therapy. Okay. Yes. So yeah. therapy is working ongoing. It 
that's an ongoing thing. Would you suggest therapy for for people? Uh, yes, therapy and God. <laughs> therapy. And you God. need both. You need both. You need both. Yeah, it's important. It's important to have a person who knows nothing about you, where you can just kind of like speak, yeah. talk. Um, they are a blank slate, you know, and. You don't need opinion from your friends, from people you love. You just need to get what you need out. And then maybe someone can just guide you to h- how how you should be seeing things yeah. or how to work through those things or give you the tools. So I just take the tools and try to work it the best. I'm not perfect. I still have triggers. I'm still hurting. I still go off. But I know how to manage those triggers. I can't see you going off. We always yeah, talk I know about you going off. Y'all can see a Tia go. Uh, yes, whoever listens to this podcast and you know her, you'll be like, oh, TT from the P. TT from the P. That yes, is so funny. Yes. It's so funny when you share that with me that you have a temper because mm-hmm. I have probably the worst temper to be in. And I, I, it's, I'm not proud of it right. because I have seen when I'm in that place mm-hmm. how people look at me like, where they're afraid of me, I don't. I, or how ugly it can get. It, but that's ugly. when you have to really start digging back into yourself yeah. and be like, "What made me go that far? Like, yeah. what is it about myself or this person that take that takes me there? Yeah, because it's not really something that you want to gloat in. Like, yeah, girl, I get mad because no, because when you start growing up and be a certain age, it's not cute. It's not cute. Mm-mm. I don't think it was ever cute. I think I know a lot of my anger came from. The little girl who could mm-hmm. not express even her grief. Right. And just like, so when I got angry, it was like from zero to 100 real quick because it was all of the emotions yes. that I had pressed down for so much. And it eventually was going to come out as anger. Wow. Um, and it looked more like rage. Mm. It definitely 100% as my kids listen to this, my son <laughs> called me. I was talking about this. He was like, Ma, yes, you, whoo. Because, you know, he's older, yes. so he remembers uh-huh. how bad it could get. How yeah. bad it could get. And My now son does that like, to me sometimes, and I don't like it. Yeah. You know, because he'd be like, because you, you, just, you just go off for no reason. You see? You see, like, don't do that to me. Because yeah. I'm not the same young mom, yeah. you know, when we started. I could talk to you any kind of way. Listen. <laughs> yeah. You know, but. But it's growth. I think what you is. said is growth. It is growth. It's getting to that yes. point. And I, I too, think, I know for me. It used to be like a badge of honor at a point right. because I was from a right. certain type of place mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that when you pop off, it was it like was, a good it was thing. Good. Yeah. So people felt protected and whatever. But then when the people that you love feel right. afraid of you. Or have to uh, tap you on the shoulder and say, girl. Oh, you can't touch me. No. No, you couldn't touch me. That's what I'm saying. Like, but when you're calm, though. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. like, hey, let's, girl. <laughs> but girl, no, don't don't touch nobody when they're angry. They be like, they be like <laughs> you going to tell us something? I ain't going to say nothing. I ain't going to say But then, too, but those are the people that we do need in our lives to tell us when things are out of control. Yeah, no, I still have. I I can remember there's one incident that I had that I was, like, on 25, at least, at least. I was, like, way up there. And somebody said to me, like, afterwards, like, what makes you get to that place? Like, I, I was really, like, I didn't really know who you were. And it hurt me. I was like, dang, like, how? And I had to, you know, look at myself, like, dang, how did I get there? And why am I so angry? Like, mm. what is really the matter? Because what kind of what made me go off in that moment 
wasn't really what made me go off in that moment. Yes. Do you know what I mean? So, so I have, have you ever dealt with um, grief on the level with your sister? Yes. Um, so I've been in therapy for the last four years now, mm-hmm. I think. Um and just working through that. But that was one of the, you know, one of the key things or one of the the, the root causes mm-hmm. of, you know, me getting angry and feeling angry along with other, you know, things that kind of had happened in my life. But I had learned to deal with it, to just, you know, look normal, mm-hmm. be normal, mm-hmm. keep going, keep producing, keep, you know, doing well in career, keep doing whatever with kind of. You know, feeling and emotion. I think I have more of a, a male personality, personality persona. type. Yeah, yeah. growing up, I get like, that too. Just more, you know. I was a tom, as as Amber would say, I'm a tom girl. But I was a tomboy. I was really taught to suck it mm-hmm. up. And do well and, like, you know what I mean? You you don't cry like That's that. Right. So I didn't, like, back then, if I cried, it meant run. Right, right. It didn't mean, like, it wasn't, like, how I cry, how I tell y'all now, oh, I cry all the time. Right. And I almost feel like I cry so much now. It's, like, making up for the time that I didn't cry. I can relate. So I was just forced to, and if I was crying, it was behind closed doors. So I really didn't, I wasn't allowed to back then, or at least I didn't feel like I was allowed to kind of express emotion and be a girl, so to speak, or have that like level of emotion. And in that, it was just a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. So I was like mad with the world, yes. literally. Like I was not, I can 100% say I was not a nice person when I was younger like mm. that. I don't feel like I was a nice person. I, it was very hard to get to me, right? I had, like, I had friends, not yeah. like that, but, like, me and back at, back then, I hung out with my cousin most of the time. I was, like, the mean one. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, right. you know, who didn't trust people, didn't mm. want nobody around, ready to fight, fight mm-hmm. just just mean right. I just I don't know and I think it's hurtful when we get older yeah. because some people don't forgive that and they keep that this is her person this is who, how she who is she or is I don't like this person is. because but like I said life is a growing experience so as you grow you see things in a different light yeah. and people, sometimes people don't allow you to look at it from that lens Yeah, you know? I, I think though for the listeners too who are listening like to think about that and I never thought about that saying it out loud like grief showed up in my life mm-hmm. as anger mm-hmm. and rage mm-hmm. at a lot of moments in my life just like and not and I, I don't think I would have ever at that period of time ever even traced it back right. to that to say why am I mad but I think we live in a different age because yeah. back then Therapy, what? Child. Go get some help, what? No. What happens in this house stays in this house, what? That's so dangerous. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, life is, go get therapy. Go talk about it. Yeah. Maybe you should talk to this person. Like, now it's okay. Back then it was taboo. Yeah. So I can't, I'm not going to say it wasn't your fault, but. Yeah, no. You know, it wasn't something that was talked about. So It, it wasn't. It wasn't. And that's probably why I talk yeah. about everything yeah. too much in my house my boys yeah. be like oh lord mom but that's okay because when they as they have their own relationships it's going to be better to communicate with their girlfriends with their wives because oh, yeah. let's talk about this yeah i know that i know that my boys will be um they will be special and it's not just because they're they're my children but just like they will have a special 
um, approach yes. to how they deal with all relationships because I see it now. Yeah. I see it in my 20-year-old. I even see it in my 15-year-old and the way he exchanges with his friends. Mm-hmm. And, like, even some of the things that he'll come and ask me is not stuff, probably stuff that I felt as a child, but I would never have had a conversation right. with my mother about it. I would have never even had a conversation probably with my friends right. about kind of the perspective that they, or the lens um, through which they actually see. So I love that. I I pray that that whole generational thing that has been passed down Mm -hmm. is broken at this house. You know what I mean? So, and I think as, are you seeing that with your, your kids? Um, I'm going to say yes and no. Okay. You know, some of my kids have my personality. Okay. Strong. So sometimes I have to check them because they are impulsive. Like, you know, I'm mad, so I'm going to punch you in your face. Yeah. I'm, like, you can't do that. That's not okay. <laughs> Use your words. And I have all boys. I have three boys. Oh, so that's so even, yeah. it's always a WWE wrestling match. And we do allow them to punch each other, fight. We have, like, mats, pun- um, yeah. gloves, bags, or whatever. That's good, though. Yeah, because it's important. Like, yeah. okay, fight, get it out, but get over it. And that's okay, too. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my, my younger son is more... He has my temper mm. as a boy. Mm. And, um, yeah, it's so, it, but you know what? In seeing that and seeing that very, very early, I have always kind of addressed it mm-hmm. in a different way because I know what he's feeling right. at that moment. And I just, my heart goes mm. out to him because it's like, you got all this, like, you just want to let loose. You <laughs> but you know what's different? So when I was growing up, my father raised me to be like a pit bull in a skirt. Yeah. So I was tough because that's how he raised me. Yeah. But the difference with my kids is even though I'm tough, my husband's very lovable. So he shows love. He hugs. Oh, so he the, kisses. The, the, it's so it's balance. different. It's a balance. So they see it from a man's perspective, what it is to show I love. I love that, though. So it's different. So when I'm out of control, me and my husband are total opposite. So when I'm out of control, he's more like, you're done. <laughs> I love Come, that. let me give you a hug. You know, so they see, like, a love exchanges, which is different from how I was raised. Like, my father said, he said, let's want to fight. It's over. Let's do it. You know, and yeah. go on with your business. I, so, love, I love that, though. It's kind of different. Yeah. It's good for them, though. It is. Because as boys, it's very good. I was about to say, that's even better because they're seeing what it looks mm-hmm. like to love. Mm-hmm. And, and they, be angry, and but be not angry. hold on to it. Cause oh. yeah, my husband don't hold on to that, and I won't talk to I won't talk to him all day. He'd be like, "You're done. <laughs> what are we gonna eat? Oh. You know, like that annoyingness." That's but, yeah. amazing. <laughs> True. Yeah, it's some of us so. praying for that. Oh. <laughs> I mean, my my now to get me to that level takes so much more because I'm aware. Of right. It. So like, I I really try not to hold on to stuff. Where it gets to that point of anger, right? If something bothers me, I try to have those conversations when I feel like, you know, having crucial conversations when necessary, right? And not holding on to stuff. So when you, you know, brush by me (laughs) or step on my toe, I'm still working on that part. I lose it. But no, we see that happen all the time. It's no different than like, and I hate to bring this up, but it's no different than what we saw with Will. Yeah. Uh, That was, I 100%, again, watching somebody who you know functions like that. Right. That's 
all I right. was thinking in that moment. But I feel like with that, we can't judge that situation because we don't know what he was dealing with. Yeah. Like, I get it. Like He was just triggered. He was triggered. He was triggered You don't know what reason. he's dealing with his wife at home, nope. her emotions, what she goes through. Absolutely. That could have triggered him to do what he did. We're not excusing it, but we've seen people who make mistakes. Yeah. So you can't make a mistake. He's human. At the end of the day, he's a human being. And right. this is the thing about being a celebrity and having your life on camera on camera mm-hmm. right is that you almost don't get the normal oh you made a mistake you went off right. and then that go blows right. away we put them at this higher level standard. Uh, and standard of person which they are not right. they're regular humans people. they have regular emotions they go to do regular things if these two people worked it out it's none of our business exactly and they paying on our bills so not like, near one not but if you would one. like to <laughs> We can send that to Let me give you my cell info. <laughs> but no, I, I, I think this was a this was a a, a good conversation um, for us to talk about grief and what it looks like and how it shows how up. it shows up. Like grief can look like anger. Grief can look like like grief is not always somebody crying. It's not. It shows up in all parts of your relationship if you don't check it. Ugh. Friendship, relationship, mothership, yeah. kidship, all of it. All of it. Yeah. All the ships. All the ships. All the ships you can so be on. So if you don't if you don't check your emotion, if you don't get the therapy, if you don't yeah. do what you need to do. And everybody look, I know everybody, you know, may not subscribe to therapy. Right. Even if it's life coach. Right. You know, they have so many places and spaces and people that are doing it different ways. Right. Um, I know my therapist does walk therapy. Right. Right. Does all they, there's all types of things, but you have to find what works for you. Exactly. And the 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 key thing is you have you said it earlier, you have to be ready. You do. You have to be ready. It's nothing that somebody can like take you to through or whatever. I told the boys because I want them to get therapy. <laughs> I do. I do. I do. But so I, what are their thoughts on it? Um, so my older son goes, he wrestles back and forth with mm-hmm. it. He's like, in moments, he's like, Ma, I really think I do need therapy. And he has moments that he he thinks he needs therapy. And then other places, he's like, what are they really going to tell me? I was like, it's not really about that. It's really, it's not that they are going to come with this golden script and tell right, you what, right. what to do. It's perspective. Right. Because my my oldest son, he don't think he needs therapy because he thinks I'm his therapist. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> he thinks I'm I can his relate. therapist, right? So I'm like, I'm not your therapist because I, I too, like you said, therapy is more about going to somebody who has no idea mm-hmm. of whatever. I have an opinion on certain things. Yes. I have, you know what I'm saying? I've, I've experienced parts of right. that, so I have an opinion. I can't sit there and be like, uh. And it doesn't always look like what we watch on television. It's like not you're like laying that. on the couch and you're like, well, today I went for a walk. Oh, yeah. Like, it's not that at all. Like, there are certain questions that are asked you that triggers you to have the conversation. And therapy is what you put into it. It is. So if you don't go in there with an open mind and ready to release, then you're wasting your time. But then you have to sit back and say, well, what type of therapy will work for me? Because if what you're doing right now isn't working, isn't working. then you need to figure out what will work. Yeah. My younger son, he ain't for it. He like. No. <laughs> My oldest like, son is actually, yes, he'd be like, I want to go. Yeah. I, wa- I want them to. I think it's healthy. Mm-hmm. Again, I think for them, 
black men yes. in America. I just think it's healthy for them to go. I don't think there's anything right. wrong with it, and I just think it will be something healthy that they can carry on into their adulthood I that agree. will help them. I agree, but on the flip side, then I feel like something's wrong with me when he goes, oh, yeah, sign me up. I want to talk. <laughs> you know, why? like, so I'm like, well, what happened in your life? Yeah. You but, know, I mean, but that's have... not for me because maybe— it's not. I see his life through his lens, but there may be things that he has gone through himself because our 20-year-olds, what? We don't know what goes on in certain time spans, nope. you know, and we hope that they tell us everything, but are they really, you yeah. know, how Plus are they I, dealing with I it? Think, I think that I not messed up my kids or whatever, yeah. but especially my oldest, like, the place and space that I was when I had mm-hmm. him, when I think back to that place and space, yeah. I'm just like... Dang, like yeah, it, you probably experienced. No, I can totally. You know agree. what I mean? I, mm-hmm. I'm like you probably. No, seriously, you I can. I can agree to the fact that my older son saw a version of me that my younger kids would never experience. Absolutely, and that that mm-hmm. that what you just said mm-hmm. is so true. Mm-hmm. Like my my youngest son, my oldest son say all the time, like you don't have no idea. Yeah, my kid, yeah. you don't have any idea because he didn't. You know, he's five years old, uh-huh. so he had mm-hmm. five years of me, mm-hmm. and it was not not the it same wasn't, experience. It wasn't an easy time for me in my mm-hmm. life. So I know the closest people to you feel it the mm-hmm. most, and mm-hmm. I I can one hundred percent attest to that. I'm like, yeah, yeah. But I I would, for those who are listening, if you're considering therapy or I I would just say talk to somebody Mm -hmm. because that, the level of anger that you're doing, even when people are drinking a lot or smoking, it's just like, oh, I just love to do this. I'm not saying that there are certain things that you let. I let it go to the spa, and it ain't because it's yeah. trauma. Right, right, right. But there are certain things that we do in our lives, and it is a coping mechanism that we've come up. Yes. Even women who sleep around a lot, mm-hmm. sometimes you are looking mm-hmm. for something else just to be held, mm-hmm. just to, you know, and that, that's no judgment because mm-hmm. I think we've all been in those spaces and places at one time or not in our lives, but it's really to check the yeah. why behind. Why you do certain That's things. It, to check the why. The why. It's the why. It's the why. Why are we doing this? Why are we moving this way? Yeah. Why are we speaking to people this way? Why are yeah. we angry? Like, I have, I have this thing. Sometimes if I get in a funk, I'll shop because that's, like, my relief, which is not. <laughs> no, seriously. I can find. And I won't care in that moment. Right. So it is no telling. When I look back over my life, I'll be like. Dang, what I, I could have saved that money. I'm wowing. <laughs> I just had a moment. But there is something, like they say, re- th- retail therapy, but there's something that I'm not dealing with mm-hmm. that relieves that and I'm compensating for. It. And I know that. So now it's like you just can't go through these moments mm-hmm. and wild out. Like mm-hmm. you're, you bring it in, reel it yeah. on in, you're wilding. You'd be like, where you get that new bag? And that and what? And, and when I do it, it's in a big, right. it's like somebody who binge drinks. Yes. It's like a binge shop. Yes, shock. yes. And it's not good. Well, it's a, therapy is freeing. Yeah, it's aware, it's awareness mm-hmm. and it helps you, it helps you move forward um, in a healthier way. And to free yourself and forgive yourself for things yeah. that you wouldn't normally forgive yourself for. I'm always forgiving mm-hmm. me. I do all the time. I be like, girl, it ain't your fault. <laughs> it ain't your fault. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So what words of wisdom would you leave the listeners with? Um, I will leave the listeners with uh, grieve how you grieve, mm-hmm. go to therapy, figure it out for yourself, 
And if you're not going to do it for anybody, do it for you. Yeah. And life doesn't go on, you know, without you getting the proper therapy or you having the proper tools to get through mm-hmm. how you need to get through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would tell people, give yourself grace mm-hmm. in your grieving. Yes. Be patient with you, mm-hmm. right? And don't get stuck. I read this book, and um, it is about this woman who lost her husband, and from that day forth, mm-hmm. she, like, made his bed the same way. She never wore... Um, she only wore this black dress going forward. And though she lived longer than mm-hmm. he did, she never really lived. Right. Right? She was alive, but she never really lived. Mm-hmm. And so don't don't let your life in right. where whatever, whatever or whoever you lost left here. Yes. You know what I mean? Keep living. And that's my that's my that's my promise I made my mm-hmm. dad that he will live on yes. through me and yes. he will always be a part of the exchange yes. and all the extensions of I'm that. I'm actually trying to figure out a way that I want his legacy to live yeah. on. But through his name. Yeah. You know? And like it's something comic. heart healthy. Nonprofit, yeah. something like that, especially for color men. Yeah, God exercise. Will, God, God will give you that. <laughs> yes. So, so thank you for thank coming, you. girl, and thank you for inviting me. I of appreciate course, you, of course. And I, I love this exchange. I always, it's always a good exchange, and I appreciate you. Thank you. I, I hope they you. got something out of that. I, I love did. You too. I did. I'm gonna see you soon, and we'll see y'all next week. <laughs>